Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champions of the podcast world. I'm the lunatic fringe, the left lip ghost, and with me is the radical one, the right lip, Ryan Dean. Fresh, fresh off a winning night of UFC. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Hello, first of all. And uh, yeah, dude, it was uh, it was a really fun, a weird card for sure. I don't know if you saw the highlights of Bryce Mitchell being cringy as hell. I mean, he uh, walks in. I want to like the guy so bad, but he goes a little too far. He walks in when he's getting introduced and he holds up the Bible and screams freedom as loud as he can. It was bad. It was really bad. Why? Like That book's not really about freedom, to be honest. Um, it's kind of about, you know, seeing things one way. Right. Um, now, people do know I am. Uh, I, I kind of lean towards that Christian side. But, man, it's. uh the hypocrisy coming from some of that stuff is weird. And depending on how you look at my betting night, it was a huge success or it was just kind of breaking even. Um, I don't know if you remember, I told you I was doing that thing where I started with 40 bucks and I'm climbing up. Right. So I had $297 that I had to bet on something that was going to at least double the money. Uh, mm -hmm. That did not hit, which sucks. But I look at that as I lost 40 bucks. Like that's what it was the whole time. That money was always in there and blah, blah, blah. But I did hit a $400 bet plus another $20 bet. So, you know, 420, <laughs> uh, losing that 40, you, depending on how you see it, uh, most people probably see that as breaking even, but I saw it as making 400 bucks because it's in my bank account now. And uh, so, so we'll take it, but sucks. There's no UFC next weekend, man. I'm going to be twiddling my thumbs, but I get to work. So yeah. it's all good. What did you get into this week? Well, man? it sounds like with your bet, you're going to get some hookers and blow. No, if I would have hit that thousand, <laughs> I I, uh, I might have done something. There but uh, no, man, I want to build a fence. I want to build a bigger fence around my property so that my dogs can run around because it's about to be like nice outside. So it'd be really cool to get like an extra thousand or something like that doing uh, stupid stuff like betting so that I could build uh, like a nice wood fence. Oh, yeah. Dogs look like that, too. Yeah, they got a small area right now to go outside and pee and poop and stuff. But it'd be cool to uh, have a bigger area for these idiots. Yeah, I... Well, only Bane, um, the big dog, he's the only one that pays attention to the uh, wireless caller. So he has pretty much full reign around the house. Now I, I have to, because the front of the house sits a little bit closer to the road, he can't use the whole backyard, but it's enough for him to run around and what have you. But the coonhound, well, he, he figured out real quick that if I just keep running, it, it quits shocking me. So he has to actually get. Oh, tied you have up. an electric fence. I want one of those too. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a wireless one. I got it at uh, PetSmart. Okay. And I might have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not bad. It mine will cover up to three quarters of an acre, but it's like circle. So ideally, you'd want to put it right in the center of your property, but the transmitter can't get wet. You'd have to build something to keep it waterproof and yeah. all. all shit like that but i don't know it, work, it works great for bane just not the not the nose driven coonhound gotcha um are you able to turn yourself up at all or no i know we talked about this but you're even quiet just uh yeah How, is recording. that better yeah it's a little better right there okay um sorry guys yeah we got some good stuff to get into today but you know we always bullshit a little bit up top about the weekend you make any good food or anything like that i did i made a a nice big uh 
pot of chicken noodle soup with corn in it, which some people would call chicken corn soup out here. But I didn't do the traditional chicken corn soup because we'd put ribbles in it. I just put regular noodles in it. But man, I made it last night. So all the all the seasonings would marry in together and had a nice bowl last night and going to have probably a couple bowls today. Interesting. I want to show you, uh, since you mentioned, uh, since you mentioned some corn there, have you, do you follow any like food pages on Instagram? That's a stupid uh, question. I, not too many. I don't think. No. Okay. I so should. There's this girl that calls herself Susie, the foodsy. Okay. Um, and I just need to try to find it real quick. Um, but man, the stuff that she makes is really cool, dude. Um, Susie, the foodie. Yeah, I can't even, of course, when I'm trying to find this shit, it never works out, <laughs> but she made this weird, like corn cheesecake. Really? And it sounds weird when you first hear it, but also sounds really good. Corn cheesecake. So we'll see if we can find it. Yeah. It, and it was like kind of burnt on the outside. I don't know. Just something kind of different. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I uh, you know, made some bratwursts. And uh, we loaded those things up, Ooh, and nice. it was just a real nice, real nice time. And I actually did them on buns. So what I did was I cut them in half long ways um, and then threw them on a sandwich bun with some, like, bell peppers, some onions, some sauerkraut, some mustard. It was bomb. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it was really good. Kind of a little bratwurst sandwich. And I, of course, can't find this uh, <laughs> stupid chick's page. The story of cunt's life, right? Yeah, whenever you mention something and then you, you start, to, oh, here we go. Boom. I just had to call her a bitch. And then she popped right up. She seems honestly like a really nice girl. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but yeah, so check out some of these things that she makes, dude. Since we're, you know, before we get off the food, um, did something like an onion bowl. Ooh. And, you know, bear with her voice. It's kind of annoying. Have you ever tried an onion bowl? Look at that. This is definitely my new favorite way to eat soup. I got the biggest onions I could find in the store. Then I baked them with butter. I kept the skin on to protect the outer layer. Look at that. Then I oh. removed the center. This gave me major Dr. Pimple Popper vibes. For the soup, I made a Carolina-style she-crab soup. The soup is heavy on the sherry with Worcestershire sauce and jumbo lump crab meat. It's called wash your sister Good. sauce. The extra onion. Worcestershire. No, wash yeah, your sister. So, and then this is this cheesecake. Looks good. Yesterday, I combined three of my favorite things to make a truffle corn bosque cheesecake. Looks weird. This right? type of cheesecake like was created in Spain by a chef who learned how to make a different type of cake every single day. What makes this cheesecake special is that it doesn't have a crust and the outer edges are burnt. This creates a really cool depth of flavor while keeping the center soft and gooey. Looks bomb. Yesterday, I, I combined it. three of my... I, I would try a bite. I would try a bite. I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't say I would like it or not like it. I'd have to try it. It's different. I think corn is one of those foods that's so versatile. Remember I told you I had that corn pizza? Mm-hmm. And it's not the fucking one from Little Caesars. It was like an actual bomb. Like, it was good, dude. I had feta cheese... Um, like scallions, it was delicious, dude. But yeah, this girl makes some really cool food, and um, it's just kind of a fun page to follow. You get some cool ideas. the The stuff that she makes, like this, is like a moldy corn, and it's supposedly like super earthy and bomb, like weird kind huh. of flavor. I mean, look at that. This is what I mean. 
you find yourself a girl like this. Those crabs look amazing. I know, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's nice. So looks like um, was that deep fried soft shelled crab? Where? Uh, I think you uh, right to the right. Of, yeah, right, right there. Have you ever tried garlic scapes? Oh, these scapes. grow out of the top of garlic bulbs. I tied mine into knots and then made a breading out of pizza flour and panko crumbs. This was to do a play on garlic knots. The final flavor was like a crispy, garlicky onion ring. Hey, I'll take Have it. you ever tried garlic? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like a lot of it's really weird, kind of unique food. But it, um, I don't know where the hell this girl lives to where she can get access to all this stuff either. But, I mean, she did this thing, too, when COVID was going around. She didn't really mention it, but this pine cone tea that she made, mm. or pine cone jam. Okay. Um. So, yeah, dude. And then, like, she did, like, these are, like, little mini blooming Onion bites and stuff. Like, it's just oh. kind of cool, dude. Something different. So, Yeah, that pine cone Fun stuff. tea, uh, pine needles are really high in vitamin C. A lot of people were making, like, pine needle tea during COVID. Yeah, it's got to be a certain kind, right? I think so. Um, in, in, like, a survival situation, though, I think you could probably pretty much use any kind, but there are certain ones that are better than than others yeah Blood let's back. get into the news man we talked about quite a bit of food here okay um you know this is kind of uh the way that we do it you know we're both passionate about food um but let's uh before we get it too serious this is a really funny one this is Yoel romero uh this is barack obama on his wedding night uh, you song boy <laughs> I love you, Mike. Did you hear him? No, nothing came through. Oh, it didn't? Uh-uh. Oh, maybe I got to re- reshare him. All I yeah, heard was something like about Mike. Can you? Senior song. Weird. I wonder if it's just that one. I don't know. Can you hear this? Anyone else's spidey senses going off? Okay, maybe it's just that clip. But yeah, man, uh, we I say we get into it here because there's a, there's a lot of little clips that I wanted to check out. Now, the world was supposed to end yesterday. We're recording this on Sunday, the 24th. Well, did you hear about this, the 23rd? Uh, yeah, and uh, it did because I'm a ghost. That's that's actually Touché. something that I didn't think about. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think that what it was, because I heard someone talking about this, that there's a comet that's passing through Virgo. Okay. The constellation, right? Now it's passing through the belly region and it, it already did, obviously. But I was saying, like, let's pay attention to what kind of legislation gets passed. You know, Ooh. maybe there's going to be some kind of like new world order ramping up, or maybe the new system begins or something, right? Like when they say that things are ending, I think it's more of a symbolic type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it on the show when Brandon was on. And just the 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 repetition of this date being brought up, and it wasn't necessarily 2023 either. Everyone, of course, is just going to stick with this. Right. Now, um, I have something to go off of that um, in, a, uh, in a roundabout way. And then I've got some really good clips that some people sent me. But uh, Victoria, as always, coming in clutch for us here. This is interesting. It's an interesting idea. Going back to the Simpsons and the Burger Day thing that they were doing there. Ooh. Which I did Oops. not participate in. Me neither. Yeah, it did not sound like a good idea. 
Let's see if this will play right away here. Dark predictions for October 16th. Now, I know this is complete speculation. And I probably I think nothing's going to happen, but just keep an eye on the date, just in case. Remember when I made the video about the burger? Well, maybe nothing happened originally, but I want you to pay attention to a little key that we uh, we forgot to pay attention to. Not only did they say don't have a cow mankind, but they also said this. In the video, it mentions 28 days later. So, with a little bit of speculation and a tinfoil hat. Okay, so if this was National Burger Day the 18th, if we add 28 days, look, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, October 16th. You see that right there, okay? So, if anything's going to happen and the Simpsons are trying to tell us something, which, of course, is complete speculation. It could be absolutely nothing, but again... That's the date we're looking at. That's 28 days later after the burger, okay? 16, just in case something happens, just in case that date some weird stuff happens. Listen, you heard it here first. But He wants to get ahead of it, but I think that they were playing off the movie 28 days later, but it is, you know, if we're not going to talk about conspiracies like that, what are we doing? Right, you and and I mean? I, I'm with you. I, I When they mentioned the, the whole 28 days later, I, that's where my mind went was the movie as well. And you know, we've seen those. You've seen 28 days, 28 uh, weeks. I, yeah, I've seen 28 days later. I believe I've seen 28 weeks. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, because the first one was was really good. Yeah, those are the zombies that I do not want anything to do with. I'll take the slow ones all day. Is that those fast ones, man? Is that uh, is 28 days later, um, where the dude wakes up in his bed? And he opens the door, and then, like his daughter's at the end of the hallway, and she just jumps up and just starts fucking charging the, the the bedroom door. I don't think so. There, there is one where he wakes up in a hospital, and I don't remember if that's twenty eight weeks or days. Okay, um, but they're both great movies, yeah. especially if you're into those end times movies. Um, now this is something kind of random, but really creepy. They're really grooming Doja Cat to be like kind of like this whore of Babylon, right? And I don't know. Did you see this? You know what I'm about to play here with Doja Cat? I don't think so. I know she has a new hit song okay. out right now. I, I mean, it just sucks so bad when they take a girl like this and just ruin the man. She, I thought she was so hot when I first saw her. It makes Kim mad how much I talk about how hot <laughs> I think this chick was. But so, so check this out. They're putting statues of her all over the place. And it looks what? like real versions of her. It's really weird. This devil worshiping shit out of here. This is going too far. Post your demonic music videos, whatever. People can choose to watch those if they want to. But when families are walking down Venice Beach or just watch a game at Wrigley Field in Chicago, they don't have a choice but to be around this demonic energy. I don't know what Dodger Cat's game plan is, but these bloody wax statues of her appearing all over the world is getting weird. I mean, what the heck do you tell your kids when you're just walking by the beach and you see this? Are people going to realize this is more than just art? This is sending a message. This is all plan i'm going to show you that clip from the beginning of the video check this out you disrupted your whole doja cat shot i don't like it though i don't like it not in my town just devil worshiping shit out of here that's creepy you don't want to go to the court but i could go around the court this devil weird huh yeah yeah wow I'm not sure what they're doing the scarlet whore 
Yeah, it seems like. And, um, you know, she's obviously covered in red for those people that are just listening. You know, they're putting up these statues and they mentioned some locations, Venice Beach, Chicago, outside of uh, I think it was Wrigley. He said, uh-huh. um, weird, dude, you know, really weird. But yeah, man, like I said, it's just a shame what they did. You know, it's it's almost like Katy Perry. Remember how hot Katy Perry was when she came out and then yeah. she started doing all this weird shit. Kind of like Britney um, Spears, too. With Britney Spears. Yeah. Miley Cyrus was like kind of really threading that uh really narrow window of like okay she's too young and now she's old enough so let's go you know it's weird um doja cat was always old enough um to to kind of you know sexualize as you know and shitty as that might sound but weird really really weird stuff there now uh moving right along here i thought this was incredibly interesting and there's some more stuff on covid which is going to make a return, right? Mm-hmm. They're going back. It's going to feel, guys, it's going to feel like we are in a time warp back to 2019, 2020. It's going to feel like that. They're bringing all these old narratives back that were hyper, you know, hyperactive around that time. And there was even something that Kim brought up that I was like, dude, they they said the same shit in 2020. Like, don't fall for it, all this stuff. But they're bringing all these uh, different cold medications off the uh shelves here Mm -hmm. and they're things like benadryl that really do help i mean benadryl if you're if your dog gets bit by a snake you can give it benadryl and it it will probably live through that unless it's something like a fucking black mamba or something right but there's some some cold medications that are legitimately helpful that they're taking off the shelves here they are anyone else's spidey senses going off because uh this they're pulling all these medications off the shelf Right before flu season. All of them. Now, I don't know about you, but at one point in my young adult life, I used this. Vic sinus. Bit over a month span before I could breathe again. And this one right here has saved my son's life. That Benadryl. Five yep. times in his lifetime. They're telling me these don't work. And they're pulling them off of the shelves. What I think is they're pulling all these off the shelves so everyday people that don't know herbal medicine doesn't have an option but to go to the doctor. And get a shot. What do you think? What, why would they be... Now, the medications are things like Colrex compound, Colrex as a whole, Tylenol cold and flu, Cordol cold and flu, Alka-Seltzer Plus, which that that Alka-Seltzer is a really good, like, obviously you think of it for like heartburn and shit like that, but um, there's really good different variations of it for colds and stuff. XL3, Robitussin, Peak Cough, Tylenol sinus congestion, um, Norel, Tridel, Vic Sinex. Uh, Benadryl, Mucinex, Advil, Allergy, and Vix and NyQuil. My young adult life. I- so kind of weird, man. Yeah. A lot of different. Well, if they things. pull it, uh, people will suffer longer and they'll just break down and be like, well, I might as well just go get the new vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, they're, they're, they're you pushing your hand. You can't fall for it, though. You can't fall for it. No. Um. Let's see. There was another thing that had to do with COVID here that I was sent from Victoria. And uh, I believe this is it here. And to see if you can kind of follow what this dude's saying. I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical on what he's saying, but it is interesting. Something really weird is going on with the $600 million that went out for free testing. 
I started this video with the idea of better things to do with $600 million, like helping homeless Americans rebuild all the homes lost in Hawaii. You could feed kids for 21 days in elementary schools, or you could replace 6.6 million barrels of oil for the strategic reserve. And when I saw this article about the $600 million being awarded, my typical and probably your reaction as well, oh, here goes Moderna and Pfizer making a fortune again. No. Here's where it got weird. I started looking at all the companies that were awarded, digging into them, and it was weird because none of them made any sense. I had never heard of many of them. So he's saying he hasn't heard of any of them, and I hadn't either. If you can see this list here, things like uh, Quidel, Princeton Bio. I mean, that's probably affiliated with the university, but I've never heard of that. Have you heard of one of these companies, iHealth, Adven, Access Bio? No, I have not. All small companies. Okay. Any of them. Most of these company websites don't show their leadership team. You have to search for it. most websites. You see the CEO or executive team leadership. I had to go to LinkedIn, the founder of Cordiac, and not to profile. That's not my intention by any means. But there was another common trend. <laughs> I love how he says, "I like Asians." No one that says I like any certain race likes them. Right. I am indifferent to every race. I don't say, "Oh, I love black people." Right. No one says that. No. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like it, it's fine, dude. You're you're racist against Asians. You can own it. And, you know, we're still listening no matter what. You're bringing up some information here. You can hate Asians. You can hate Mexicans, whatever. No one says I like a certain race unless no. it's their own race. Right. right? So, <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. This is a screenshot of my camera roll as I was researching or trying to figure out who the founders or CEOs of all these companies were. What do you notice? Asian, 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 Asian. And they're all many of them are anonymous profiles. About half of these websites were awful. Quell was probably the worst. Websites reminded me of what would happen in the crypto space for pump and dump. For example, Quell Laboratories just got awarded $31 million, but when you come over to their website, there's not even a clickable link. That's, his, that's it. There's the CEO. Doesn't this remind you of the NFT scams that occurred? Maybe I'm overthinking it and there's nothing here, but it smells really fishy because... Why? Because next, China I want to talk to you about the shape of a skull. You know, <laughs> different races have different skulls. It's like, dude, chill out. And it smells fishy because Asians eat a lot of seafood. <laughs> um, I think what he's talking about here is money laundering. Yeah, it sounds like that's what that's what I was getting out of it. Um, and it is kind of weird that uh, he is pointing out Asians. I would probably say they're Chinese. More more often than not, and obviously Wuhan Lab, Chinese, Chinese, and you know Wuhan Lab and everything else that supposedly came out of that. So I don't know. It's I don't know. Uh, do you listen to whiskey, beer, and conspiracies much? No, but I like those guys, man. I haven't been listening to many podcasts. You know, even when I started, I wasn't. Yeah. But I've heard some of their stuff, and I think that they have a great dynamic there. I I don't want to get it wrong. But I th it might be big big countries take on because they did a nine eleven um, show, and I listened to it uh, this past week or whatever, and it was a different take, and I liked it. He brought up, I believe it was, I believe it was big country the the day before. Okay, Rumsfeld comes out and says we we lost all the you know trillions of dollars, right? And then it just 
magically happens that a plane goes into the financial uh, section of the Pentagon. His take on it is the world, the new world order, the the secret governments or whatever, you know, all these wars and what have you. Deep state. Deep state. There's that that money that went missing. Is, they're still using it to launder, to child traffic, to 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 fund all these nefarious things. And then you look into Ukraine and all the the money that's going there, and how we're finding out that it's being laundered and child trafficking and and all this other stuff. It was a really good point that that he brought up that I have never heard anybody else kind of pointed out. And it was such a small little point; they didn't spend much time on it, but. When I heard, I was like, oh, shit, you know, $20 trillion is a lot of fucking money. It can last a lot, yeah. long time. Yeah, it absolutely can, especially if you're being somewhat smart with it. And mm-hmm. they would probably be smart with that amount of money, right? Right. Um, do you want me to ping pong it over to you real quick? Do you got any videos that you want to share right away? Because I've got quite a few more as well. Yeah. Do you want to uh, – you, you brought up the uh, the UFC fighter I we I couldn't hear it on my end. What was he talking? Because you said it was about Obama's birthday or something. Oh, that's so weird that you couldn't hear it. It was the same as all the other settings. But uh, I don't know who he was talking to. It might have been like Michael Bisping, but it was just this guy, Yoel Romero, who he, he can barely speak English. Uh-huh. And he was just saying, I love you, Mike. I love you, Mike. And it was, you know, Michelle Obama that they're referring to there. <laughs> okay. See you soon, boy, is what he says. It's, you know, so stupid, but. I don't, I don't have any, I didn't save any of the, the pictures or anything like that that um, were floating around. But apparently Michelle Obama released uh, pregnancy pictures. Did, did you see any of those floating around? It's funny that she does that when AI is a thing now. Yeah. And the funny thing uh, a lot of people were pointing out the length of the fingers. Okay. Very long fingers. And you're supposed to, okay. Hold up your hand real quick. Is your, is your ring finger longer than your middle? Yeah. You're a man. Yeah. Okay. So that's what men have. Yeah. And if you're a female, uh, you know, we're not talking shit. Maybe you are a man. If you're <laughs> to the ladies listening, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's like a more masculine thing, right? right? When your ring fingers longer than your middle females, it's the other way. It's like that. You know what I mean? Like, Instead of like that. Right. I don't know. But uh, it's funny. If you look at her face, it's the face of her today. So did she have, she get pregnant in her 60s? Mm. Black don't crack. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, I have this tree. If, if, you, if you hear the whining, that's the coon out. That's all right. The movie is that in where they say like, uh, the dude's like, it's like a black guy that's, oh, I was echoing through. Uh, it's a black dude that's like having sex with some old lady. And then his, his buddies are giving him shit over. It. He's like, what do you mean, man? The, the old of the berry, the sweet of the juice. No, fuck. Like, what no, movie was that? it's the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. Yeah. <laughs> what like, is that? I forget the movie. I remember it, though. It was an older movie. <laughs> yeah. The old of the berry, the sweet of the juice. No. Um, I have a little three-part. Um, I can't do more Fetterman. No. I'm trying to look okay. for it here. Um, I see a lot of Fetterman. You're obsessed with this dude. He, well, yeah, this was from last week. So, uh, oh, okay. I probably should have went in. Oh, yeah, you had some that you wanted to go back to. I know this is bugging me. Oh, here it is. Okay. So, this came out on Tucker, and... Um, We'll just let the video play for itself, but 
a lot of a lot of damning evidence of uh, Barack Obama being a cocaine gay whore. I love this. Obama. Barack Obama is, quote, the first gay president. How about gay? Needing attention over a old letter. <laughs> he went on a rant about President Obama and gay marriage. Well, he's the first gay president. Yeah. Did you see the cover? Of yes, the cover of Newsweek says that Obama is the first gay president. 2008, it became really clear that Barack Obama had been having with men and smoking. And a guy came forward, Larry Sinclair, and said, I'll sign an affidavit. And he did. I'll take a lie detector. And he did. I smoked crack with Barack Obama and had so that, well, that was obviously true. Tucker Carlson confirmed by leaking evidence revealing Barack Obama having gay affair. In the ever-evolving landscape of modern journalism, few names captivate and polarize audiences quite like Tucker Carlson. With a reputation for bold commentary and a willingness to explore controversial topics, Carlson has become a prominent figure in political commentary and news analysis. In a recent development that has sent shockwaves through the media landscape, Carlson claims to have uncovered a trove of leaked evidence that reveals a side of former President Obama that the world has never seen. Tucker Carlson asserted that before the 2008 presidential election, Hello, Chicago! Sensational allegations involving Barack Obama's alleged drug use and sexual encounters with men were made. These claims echoed those of Larry Sinclair, who contended that Obama had purchased and used cocaine before engaging in sexual activity with him back in 1999. These allegations came to light during Obama's tenure as a senator as he was preparing for his presidential campaign, and they were met with widespread criticism, with many viewing them as a politically motivated smear campaign. On Wednesday, Tucker Carlson asserted that it was abundantly evident that Barack Obama had been engaged in a homosexual relationship. He alleged that the media refrained from reporting the story due to alleged threats from the Obama campaign team, who purportedly threatened to restrict access to the Democratic candidate. But that's not all. It looks like Tucker was speaking as if he had solid evidence for his statement. Tucker has always been true to the media by revealing facts about things he investigated and knew. It's the bombshell news taking every one by surprise. Similarly, he has come up with another evidence on the social media platform. Barack Obama. Mm. What was interesting there is that guy's last name, Sinclair. Yeah, that was um, so uh, Sinclair. That's a pretty elite family. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Are you familiar with them? Also known to supposedly have ties to the uh, Knights Templar um the temple of set in san francisco the, yep. from, through michael aquino yep and uh possibly the that family is in possession of the holy grail or knows that what the holy grail truly was you know so it, it yeah it's it's interesting that his last name is sinclair so i did uh uh, kind of a it's like a quasi bonus episode not really a bonus episode it's essentially a normal episode i've just been so busy and kind of all over the place lately i just wanted to release something for people and it wasn't like my deepest dive but i read this paper that was written by michael aquino called psychological operations the ethical dimension mm. and it's him basically talking about what psychological operations are the purpose of them the necessity of these things on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. And if we're talking about psychological operations being in use against the American public on behalf, excuse me, on behalf of the U.S. government, right? Um, did I say that right? It sounded on right. the U.S. population. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's interesting that 
that was something that he says in this paper. And he's kind of like the forefather, in my opinion, of psyops, you know, leading the psychological operations department in uh, for the U.S. Army. Okay. And I mean, kind of on the cutting edge of what psyops are in psy war. And he says that the propagandist cannot have any opinion on the politics or on the message. That's the whole point is that they can't feel one way or the other. So you got to think about someone like Tucker Carlson, who is a propaganda peddler, right? That's right. what he is. Just because you may happen to agree with what he's saying, he is pushing a certain type of propaganda. It's more right-leaning. Some people will call it right-wing. Mm-hmm. He can't believe in any of this stuff. He can't believe one way or the other. He can't dislike or like Obama for it to be accurate. And you know that's why this dude was able to have a job. Now, yeah, he supposedly got fired. He's more popular than ever now, so it doesn't really matter. But you got to think about that with all these people, um, Anderson Cooper, mm-hmm. uh, Don Lemon. And my example that I use is, you know, Don Lemon doesn't believe in what he's saying because he says white men are evil while mm-hmm. he's fucking a white dude. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if white men are so evil, why are you married to one or whatever? I don't know. Tucker Carlson's always a really suspicious figure to me. And he, he's a Kabbalist. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he is. Um, do you want me to play the next two parts? or? Of course, yeah. Okay. Twitter, that Obama had been sleeping with men. The tale does not end here. A new video that has now taken Twitter to storm has revealed some new revelations about Barack Obama. The featured guest in the most recent episode of Tucker on Twitter, hosted by Tucker Carlson, Larry Sinclair, alleges to have engaged in sexual activity and used crack cocaine in the company of former President Barack Obama. In the interview, Larry Sinclair informed Carlson that he encountered a 37-year-old Obama in a bar in 1999 and provided him $250 to procure cocaine. According to Sinclair's account, he arranged the cocaine on a CD tray inside a limousine and subsequently engaged in intimate activities after running his hand along Obama's thigh. He said, I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking, Sinclair alleged to Carlson. I started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go. Sinclair mentioned that he engaged in sexual activity and used crack cocaine with Obama twice, both occurring before he was aware of Obama's identity. When questioned by Tucker, even when you had sex with him twice, you did cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was? He asserted that he didn't know who he was. It seems like Tucker Carlson's claims have solid proof. In the interview, Tucker asked Larry a series of questions that every individual had in their head when they first heard about the allegations that Obama is gay. Tucker Carlson asked a question, is he bisexual or what is that? To which Larry said, it definitely wasn't Barack's first time and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't his last. He also said that the media deliberately covered Obama's alleged sexual behavior and drug use during his 2008 presidential campaign. Pulled up in a bar outside and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. As the media didn't care to reveal the whole truth to people. Recently speaking on the widely followed Adam Carolla show, the 54-year-old Carlson remarked, In 2008, it became really clear that Barack Obama had been having sex with men and smoking crack. A guy came forward, Larry Sinclair, and said, I'll sign an affidavit, and he did. I'll do a lie detector. And he did, he added. Carlson talked about what Larry Sinclair, a person with a criminal record, said in 2008 during a speech at the National Press Club. This happened when Obama was running for president. Carlson said these claims weren't on the news because he believed the Obama campaign threatened the media. 
Yeah. Nobody reported it, not because they were squeamish about sex or drugs, but because the Obama campaign said anyone who reports on this gets no access to the Obama campaign, he said. So they didn't report on it. The amount of lying in the media about it was unbelievable. Twitter that Obama. Yeah. I mean, none of this is like breaking in the conspiracy world. Um, right. I, I just found it interesting that this guy comes forward on Tucker or whatever, signs an affidavit. Now, if you look back, and you and I both can say Barack's a very charismatic dude, yeah. silver tongue liar, whatever you want to call him, great on the mic, you know, people loved him. He's a rock star. But if... If he was so innocent, why did why did he go to the lengths of allegedly covering this up? Okay, but we do know he hid his birth certificate, and that's always been a big thing, like his birth certificate. And if you bring it up, people scoff at you and what have you. He's the only president that, that has ever done that. Yeah, and and you know what's interesting, man, is that this stuff is coming back around right yeah. now. It yeah. it comes it comes around every election cycle, which is weird. I don't understand what the point of it would be, but that's why these psyops are so effective. It's like you don't really need to necessarily know. It's distractions of some kind. I just don't see how this could possibly benefit the Democrats at all. I, I don't but either. It uh, does somehow. It, it yeah. And it's kind of funny how it's coming back around now after Barack uh, endorsed Biden again and and did a a commercial with him saying how good of a job he's done and, you know, this and that. And it's like, uh, okay. And then maybe, Ghost, what I think is really what's going on is that they want Trump back in, the powers that be, that this is part of the plan. And... I don't know if you saw recently, there's the proof that hydroxychloroquine uh-huh. works for fighting COVID. Yeah. Like proof. And I, I don't know where it is, India or somewhere where it came out in mainstream news that they were kind of keeping this a secret. They were giving this to people that didn't want to take the vaccine, but they wanted to help these people, uh, maybe powerful people, wealthy people, whatever. And they were giving them HCQ. Is it HCQ or HQC? HCQ. We'll H- say. HCQ. Okay, so they're giving them this. And then remember how everyone was laughing at Trump when he was saying, like, we can use hydroxychloroquine. We can use light therapy. Um, The idea of injecting bleach, which is not what he said, but they they hyped this up. Right. Um, All of these things that Trump was saying that were thought to be kind of laughable are now being provable facts. And I think that that is part of the idea that they want this dude back in. Um, everything's fucking failing right now, man. Like <laughs> for the first time, and I told you yesterday, we didn't have any gas here at the gas station by my house. It was only one day, but that's bad in the United States to not have gas at a, at a gas station, kind of in the middle of nowhere is where I'm at. You know, the closest gas station would be 10 more miles away, you know? Okay. So this is a, a pretty crucial gas station for us out here. And there's two right across the street from each other. They were both out. And it's just like, I'd never seen that. I've lived out here for about seven years now. Never seen it, you know? Huh. So we're starting. And, and even the, the gas station attendant was sitting there saying like, yeah, it's it's political. You know, they we're giving all of our gas reserves to Ukraine and China and all these places that, you know, that's why it's going up. 
I don't understand what benefits the Democratic side to have gas go up, have everything failing right before an election and bringing more attention to the corruption and all this different stuff. Unless it's just to say, hey, we've got these people so brainwashed that they'll still support us, even though everything is going to shit around them. Or I that's th- the first option. Second option would be we want the other side back in now. We want that that ping pong, you know, right to left thing going. I think it's a little bit of both. I I I I, so. I think a little more strongly on on point point A that you that you made, um, because people think that we had high unemployment, uh, the economy sucked, and Biden brought it back. Um, Biden inherited a great fucking economy. All well, around. not really because of COVID. That's what people say. But even even in the height of COVID and, and up into the election of or selection, however you want to call it, gas prices were still low. Unemployment was still low. I would I had more money in my pocket. I, I wasn't paying six dollars for a fucking carton of eggs. You know, you know, and then within right. one month of him getting sworn in, gas prices went right back to previous administration to Obama prices and have stayed that way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They definitely want that push for electronic vehicles and stuff like that, but I just don't see, I don't see how this works and I don't see how people don't see through it. You know, uh, obviously Brandon, you know, love the guy. He's my cousin, right? He'll say that the president doesn't have anything to do with the economy. And this is something that they teach people in universities. He's an educated dude. Right. And this was something that goes back to the psyops. The the whole system is meant for psychological operations to thrive. It's meant that the uh, that the educated people, the high society people are liberal and that makes more people want to be liberal. Right. Right? Um especially kids and people that are influential. But then you realize like conservatives kind of have it way more figured out. But it's just it's such a strange thing that everything from even now elementary school, it's so liberal, right? Mm-hmm. Then you go up through school, you go to universities, you you get hired at a corporation. The leadership there is liberal. Yeah. And you talk about this stuff every four years. And then you think as someone that's worked your way up a corporate ladder, well, shit, maybe there's something to this being liberal and voting liberal. All these people around me that are better off than I am vote liberal. Why should why should I not do that? You right. know? And it's just it's just a weird system, man. I am one of the few that has actually probably done better under Biden, but it has nothing to do with Biden whatsoever. It's a coincidence. I just got a different job, um, and that was all me. You know what I mean? Like it was me, and then obviously the company that hired me had nothing to do with Biden. You know what I mean? So I I don't understand. But yeah, most people are fucked, dude, and it sucks. Yeah, yeah, and. With your new job, I mean, think about it. You, you're not spending the money in gas like you used to uh, to, to uh, go yeah. to work and a lot of other things. So, like, your expenses greatly got cut down by being able to work from home under this, you know, presidency. But like you said, it has nothing to do with this. Pre- it, Trump yeah, still could have been in office and you still would have went the same route because, A, you were miserable at, at, at Pepsi. You you fucking hated it and you wanted to change. You took a break. You you. you 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 did what you could to to survive off the podcast for as long as you could and found something that you you really like to do and have now grown with you know with that company and you you seem a lot lot happier you're not as stressed you know you have more 
freedom to do do what you want when you want. You know, I call you a lot less names. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I, I, I'm not, I'm not called the. The verbal abuse was bad. It, it, it was. I mean, I was, I was considering taking out a PFA. What's that? A protection from abuse. <laughs> It'd be so funny if I was somehow able to bully you from across the country. <laughs> By the way, I might actually be flying out there in December um, into Philly. Oh, to Philly. Nice. Philadelphia. So, too far from you. Don't get shot. I'll drive down and, well, ta- I'll drive down and take you through uh, um, Kensington. I want to see some Amish. Oh, well, you don't have to go that far out of uh, Philly to see that. Well, yeah, but yeah, we'll have to hang out if I, if I make it out there because yeah, it's supposedly like a Christmas party or something. They usually do it in January, like a, a yearly meeting. Okay, but I think they wanted to do a company uh, Christmas thing this year. So nice. And maybe you can even come with me to that. Hell see yeah, girls and stuff. We'll see. Maybe I'll get in a bare knuckle fight. Fun. Maybe we can fight each other. Yeah, I have to take you to. Uh, well, the two famous ones are Geno's uh, and and Pat's. Uh, for a Philly cheesesteak, but there's other really good. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting a fucking. I'll take one of those things home as a souvenir. Yeah, uh, there's other great Philly cheesesteak uh, restaurants down in there that a lot of locals will say blow the doors off Gino or Pat's, but Gino's and Pat's are the the two most famous. But uh, yeah, uh, you want to see some Amish? Uh, maybe You're, you should come out in the spring when Rumspringa is happening. Well, I can't really control when they want to fly me out. Maybe I can fly out there some other time. Yeah. Now, Rumspringers when uh, for like two days, the twelfth and thirteenth. So we'll see how that goes. Now right. I just put that out there, so the plane's probably going to crash, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, hey, I doubt it. Hopefully they they don't cancel it on you like they did last time. But uh, yeah, Rumspringers when they uh, <laughs> the kids go go all loose and see if they want to live the Amish way or the English way. And uh, now, granted, yeah. you you don't want to get tangled up in that because they're they're all underage, but. A lot of weed, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol uh, is involved. So, probably a lot of sex for them. Yes, too. more than yeah. likely. Yeah, man, it sounds fun. But yeah, I, I think it'd be a little stinky. They uh, they only bathe once a week, so I don't know. Well, they probably bathe more when they're in the real world. Uh, true. All right, let's yeah, play so this. let's check out part three. Part three. Here we go. Additionally, another assertion suggested that the former president had a male lover whose connection to a tragic demise was implied. These claims were extensively discussed in Sinclair's self-published book, 2009, titled Barack Obama and Larry Sinclair, Cocaine, Sex, Lies and Murder. Sinclair, who has served sentences in Arizona, Florida and Colorado, even pursued a mayoral candidacy for Cocoa, Florida in 2018. During his unsuccessful campaign, he staunchly defended these allegations, stating, I don't need to say anything more. My book speaks for itself, and I do not backtrack anything that I said at that press conference. Back then, the media largely discredited Sinclair, pointing to his extensive criminal history, characterized by a focus on deceptive activities. However, Carlson remained unwavering in his belief that the allegations held validity. He affirmed, I talked to Larry Sinclair about it. Definitely, it happened. Larry Sinclair has been in and out of prison 40 years ago. He's got a criminal record by definition, and he's poor. He's got a disordered life. He's missing a tooth. I think he has a record of deception, but this story, if you listen to it in detail, is clearly true. He added, it's not going to change the world that Barack Obama likes, dudes. I think this was well known. Carlson also brought attention to a redacted 1982 letter penned by Obama to his former girlfriend, in which he shared his thoughts on a gay fantasy. 
Barack Obama said so himself in a letter to his girlfriend. That's Barack Obama's business. I am not attacking him for liking dudes, the former Fox News host commented. At the time, Obama, who was 21 years old, corresponded with Alex McNear in November 1982, a person he had been in a relationship with during his time at Occidental College in Los Angeles. In this letter, he delved into homosexuality. He confessed to having loves making love to men daily, but in the imagination, as revealed in the previously redacted portion of the letter, which was obtained by the New York Post. In his letter, Obama described homosexuality as a means to disconnect from the present. Point number one and potentially escape the recurring dramas of earthly life. In regard to homosexuality, I must say that I believe this is an attempt to remove oneself from the present, a refusal perhaps to perpetuate the endless farce of earthly life. He acknowledged having a daily intellectual connection with men, but emphasized that it remained confined to the realm of imagination. You see, I make love to men daily, but in the imagination, he said in the letter. This decades-old letter, dating back over 40 years, was initially addressed to an ex-girlfriend and has recently resurfaced thanks to a comprehensive interview conducted by the biographer David Garrow. In the past, he has expressed opposition to same-sex marriage. In 2004, Obama said, I don't think marriage is a civil right, and said he believed that homosexuality is not a choice. While many things add up to show evidence, people online are raising eyebrows of speculations. Many believe Joan Rivers' untimely demise is because she called Obama gay a few weeks before her death. A user commented, Tucker Carlson has done nothing but report the truth that other reporters would not report. Good job, Tucker! Another user tweeted, the truth is finally coming out. We now know what the chef knew. So what do you think about this whole scenario? We'd love to know your views in the comment section below. That's it for today, guys. Thanks for watching. So, yeah, and, and yeah, I, was, I wasn't even thinking of that. This is surfacing again with a lot of that weird shit that's going around about that chef, his personal chef that died. There's a lot of sketchy yeah. shit coming, come, coming to surface about it that right now seems a little conspiratorial, but eh, six months to a year, huh? it might it might be pretty fucking true all right but um yeah i was laughing right there because uh, i saw this clip i don't know why it popped into my head i saw this clip earlier of uh <laughs> it was a retarded a black guy that was retarded he had down syndrome at uh like denny's <laughs> or something right and he's sitting there and he's have you seen this no but i just okay. got i just got pictures in my head so yeah he's a I, black and i don't want to sound racist looking over he I don't think I've ever seen a black Down syndrome person. Every Down syndrome person I've ever seen is white. Well, so this is why it was so funny. It's so messed up. It's really, really mean, like what the comment section was saying. But I thought it was hilarious because I have a horrible sense of humor. But this, uh, so this, what, what's going on is this, this guy's filming this this retarded dude eating, and his name's Big Chris. You know, he's big black dude, but he's got Down syndrome, and he's staring at this this uh, server. And she's got a fat ass. I mean, he's staring back at this girl's ass and just looking at her like he's all cross-eyed looking at this girl's <laughs> ass. And it says when Big Chris sees what he really wants and he's just staring at this girl's ass. And then she turns around. And she's like, is everything good? And he's like, yeah. And then she walks away, you know. But then the comments, one of them was like, uh, Down syndrome people are never gay because God doesn't punish twice. Oh, and then someone said, "Why is he black then?" Oh, dude, it was the worst. But I thought I think that shit's hilarious, man. Like, obviously, 
it's offensive, but like that's I, I don't know. There's always someone at the butt of every joke, and yeah. I just thought it was so funny, man. That's what comedy's supposed to be—is slightly offensive. I mean, that—that's what makes it funny, right? Yeah, man. It was—I I don't know—if you can't laugh at yourself, and it's like I think that people that laugh at that kind of stuff, they're insecure that they're gay, or you know, they might be insecure that they're black for whatever reason. I don't know why you would be, right? Um, but it was just funny. Like God doesn't punish twice. And someone's just like, why was he black? But in Barack Obama's case, he's gay and black. So, you know, according to this person, God punished him twice. I think it's funny, obviously. Right. Uh, I love black people, right. To go back to what we're saying. (laughs) Nice callback. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, man, it's, uh, it's pretty funny to, uh, to think about this. Now I got some um, other interesting stuff here too. Um, I've been saying this for quite some time. This goes back to the new age thing. Okay. And disregard that this uh, dumb chick calls Anton LaVey Antoine. Okay. It's <laughs> Anton. I'd love to see an Antoine LaVey though. Just like the opposite version of Anton. He's like a, like a, a God worshiping, God fearing black dude named Antoine LaVey. I think that'd be awesome. That would be uh, very yeah, awesome. So they're talking about Anton here and it's uh it's interesting. Antoine LaVey <laughs> is the founder of the church of Satan. This is what he said about New Age. In the scores of books lining the shelves of New Age bookstores, there are instructions for guided meditation, creative visualizations, out-of-body experiences, getting in touch with your spirit guides, fortune-telling by cards, crystal balls, or the stars. What if Satanists reclaimed these for their own dark purposes and integrated them into rituals dedicated to the devil where they rightfully belong? New Agers have freely drawn upon all manner of satanic material, adapting it to their own hypocritical purposes. But in truth, all New Age labeling is, again, trying to play the devil's game without using his infernal name. And this is the founder of the Church of Satan in America saying he's laughing at New Age, saying y'all are stealing the satanic nature and calling it New Age. And so, yeah, I just, I'm very grateful for this conversation, like really praying that the Lord would release and reveal and save and redeem because there's so many people that are really struggling right now. And just like you were saying, like, they just are, they're trying to find the answers, but we have a mighty powerful God. Amen. And so, yeah, man, I, I've been saying that for a while, ever since I found out what the Lucius Trust was and mm-hmm. and started talking about that, thanks to Shannon from Secret Squirrel. I haven't heard from him in a long time, but he was the one that, sh- that shared this with me. We did the episode together, and a lot of people enjoyed that because it's such a, a strange concept right? that something that talks about like what the New Age really represents in people's minds is like loving everyone. Everyone's equal, all this stuff. It's a, it's a uh, you know, rainbows and unicorns puppies and fucking whatever you know puppies and kittens it's mm-hmm. all happy stuff it's right. nice it's you know, oh i love rocks and i love uh you know tarot readings and all this shit but there's something to it man like these these satanists from before the new age was around thought the exact same way as the new agers did and they do such a good job disguising what satanism really is um what are your thoughts on that there? Now, are you are you lumping in um, pagan and druid worship and the old 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 world religious beliefs into New Age as well? 
from uh, what I gather, yeah, like paganism for sure. And and I know that all of our holidays are pagan, you know what I mean? And I celebrate them. And I think that that's kind of what that upside down world is. I think that there's this really secret push for paganism, even in the Catholic Church, even Christianity. That's why I don't call myself Christian. I lean towards it because I follow Jesus. I think he was probably a pretty cool dude. But um, yeah, man, I, I think it's probably anything at the end of the day, if there is a creator, if there's a messiah, every other religion is wrong other than that one. Right. Right. Whether it's Muhammad, whether it's Jesus, whether it's fucking Buddha or whatever the hell they believe in, you know, it's, it's everything else is wrong at the end of the day. Right. That's the thing though, is we don't know which, which is right and which is wrong until we get to that other side. So my take on it, and I'm going to play Anton's advocate here and, you know, putting a little spin on there. The Catholic religion, and and you touched on it, our, our holidays are, are pagan and what have you. Now, is this just another way to have that control to get people away from maybe a religious belief or practice that actually put you closer to the creator and call it Satanism and 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 what have you? You know, and I'm just playing devil's eye. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm I'm just I'm just bouncing a question back and forth. You know you know what I mean? Like because I could kind of take that interview as, oh, you have to follow the book of of Jesus and, or the book of you know the Bible, and this is the only true religion, and and fuck the Quran and fuck Buddhism and fuck Shiva and everything else. How do we know that that is the one true religion? Like you just said, we won't know until we get to the crossroads, but. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? And this is where I get a lot of flack that people are like, well, you don't believe in God the way I do. I believe in a creator. I do. I do. I just, I have a lot of fucking questions because one book says one thing, another book says something kind of similar, but in a different way. And then another book, same thing. And another book. And, and it's like, what am I supposed to believe? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All these different religions are very intolerant of one another whether they want to admit it or not. And some people are very good at kind of disguising that intolerance. Right. But to quote unquote, no. And hopefully this woodpecker that's pecking on my wall is not picking up. Is it picking up? It's loud. I'm going to scare it away in just a second. But for, for people to know that their religion is hundred percent correct. They're, they're, they're bluffing. They're either bluffing or they're a little bit deluded. You know what I mean? Like they don't really understand. No one fucking knows, man. Like that's the whole thing. Like people can say, Oh no, I know. No, you fucking don't. No one does. Um, I I know right now this pen is in my hand because it's in my hand. Other than that, you know, you know, and that's just a basic fucking point to prove, you know, people want to sit there and say, you know, Jesus is the only way. How do we, how do we truly know that? What, what, you know, what if uh, Islam is is truly the way, or or even older religious practices? You know that that date back way before then, and and even way before paganism and and druids, and you know, since mankind from the beginning, we've always searched for a creator, a search, searched for a purpose to be on this plane of existence. You know, and, and I'm just saying plane of existence, whether it's a round ball, a flat, whatever. You know, call it what you want. You know, we've always searched for 
why are we here? Why are we so unique? Why are, why are we the only ones that need to wear clothes and need to build fire and hunt and, 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 and stuff like that where every other animal is born into the, on, onto this planet already prepared to live, you know, dogs have fur, you know, to keep them warm. Uh, Yeah. They do get a little hot in the summer, but we don't, we have to wear clothes, you know? So maybe, you know, maybe we are the aliens who knows. Maybe we didn't originate right. here. I, I don't know. It's just more questions to more questions to more questions. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think, you know, the, the biggest gripe that I have with Christianity is that they say that you have to believe in all the beliefs to make it to heaven. You have to believe in God. You have to accept God and all this stuff. If there was more proof, if there wasn't rampant pedophilia at the highest levels of society, more people would believe that there's some good thing like controlling all this stuff and not even controlling, but creating. And yeah, we have the free will and it just, all of it sounds like a cop out and it sounds like mental gymnastics is what it sounds like to me. But that doesn't mean that something isn't real. Like I said, I I tend to believe in Jesus and I tend to believe in like that Christian version of God. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also don't think that for a second that you go to hell if you, or, or let me say it like this. I don't think that you go to heaven if you rape, if you kill kids, if you do horrible things to animals, but you just accept Jesus Christ into your heart. I don't think that you go to the good place after you're all done. A lot of That's people- the stupidest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. Oh, oh. You can cause all this suffering, all this pain, but you just believe in one guy and then you're good to go. Do whatever you want. You'll get asked about it later, but you can still hang out in heaven. But you can also be the greatest person you can help so many people here on this earth you can help those people that are raped and and abused but you don't believe in god and you're going to hell get the fuck out of here with that that's so stupid so yeah not to go on a rant here about that because i don't know how that even came up but well it's no different than uh, uh the old the old question that everybody well you mean to tell me the guy on death row right before he gets executed he accepts jesus into his life and, and he knows he died for his sins is going to go to heaven and every christian will tell you yes because he accepted jesus yeah it's so a, you can do all the bad you know shit scheme yeah you can do all the bad shit you want in the world up until the final moment and as soon as you say i believe in jesus jesus died for my sins i accept him into my heart i'm going to heaven yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, family Guy makes fun of that where uh, Osama bin Laden, the, the the seals are about to break into his cave. And right when they're all pointing the guns, he says, I accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And then he goes to heaven. He's like, yes. <laughs> it's it's like, dude, come on. Like, I, I get it. I understand that. Yeah, you have to have some faith and stuff like that. But you can't sit there and, and kill and do all these things in Jesus name. And then also, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I, there's a little bit of hypocrisy. And in people that forget there. that he was a CIA op. Oh yeah, Tim Osmond. Uh, well, no, uh, Barack Obama or yeah, Barack Obama, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, his name was Tim Osmond. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's check this out here too. Talking about uh, since we're on the Satanism and religious thing, this is a long clip. We won't play the whole thing. It's fifteen minutes, but it's uh, and we're not going to play the whole thing, like I said. But it's um, Zena Levey and Michael Aquino on the Geraldo show. Mm. Remember that? I do remember Geraldo show. Uh, he uh, ended his show not long after someone threw a chair at him and broke his fucking nose. And Mike Tyson punched him, too. Oh, that's right. I forgot like, about that. This dude, this dude got, went through some shit. But yeah, so check this out. This is, this is when TV was good, dude. Yeah. I would love to be in this audience here. Love to be in this audience. Yeah. 
Once again, a warning about some tough language and descriptions in a report that we'll have for you in just a moment. Let me introduce you first, though, to Zena LeVay. Taylor Swift. Father Anton mm-hmm. LeVay is, uh, I guess, the founding father of Satanism in this country. Uh, founding it about 25 years ago, Zena? Yeah, approximately 25 years ago. And, you- and listen to how dull Miss Zena is. She, I don't know if she's on something, if she's MK Ultra'd. But this is like the average new ager to me right here. She looks talk. whacked out on Xanax. I mean, she's dumber than a fucking rock, dude. But listen to how she talks here. Can you tell us with any certainty how widespread the religion of Satanism is in this country or around the world? Well, the religion is worldwide. Um, we have members just throughout the world. And it's a legitimate religion. Uh, um, you know, perfectly within... Today, Junior. How many people? Hundreds, thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands. I can't say thousands easily. What is it, Doctor Fino? Doctor Fino, the high priest of the Church of Set, Temple of Set, Temple of Set, also a colonel. Interestingly enough, in the United States Army. What is it? This Satanism. I think that um, uh, there is some confusion tonight because this same term means something different to Satanists than it does to Christians in the United States. By our own standards, the people who you've shown in these film clips would not be Satanists, either present or in the past. Rather, they would be the failures of a conventional religion. I appreciate your opinion. What is it, sir, then? What is Satanism? Well... Originally, the Church of Satan, when it was founded, was composed not of people with a hatred for Christianity, but of people who, by and large, were agnostics and atheists, because they felt that the institutions which had arisen around Christianity had failed in their moral commitment. So Satanism itself became an emphasis on rational self-interest and on taking responsibility for your own intellectual and ethical decisions. What do you think so far? I see you making some weird faces. I think that what he's saying here is just straight lies, dude. Hey, I don't know. I, I, it would almost be worth doing like a bonus episode and you and I just sitting here watching this and picking it apart on the whole, on this whole, well, whole thing. You know, I kind of did that in my, in my episode. I did like a mashup. Cause I okay. played like, you know, I think three minutes of this entire thing, just the, the, the highlights. Right. But for him to say that, that, that this group, of Satanists, this church that is not worshiping the devil, right? They're just worshiping themselves. Essentially. They're not going against Christianity, dude. That's bullshit. Right. Why why are you going to call it Satanism then? Because Satan is the bad guy in Christianity. Right. right? And the other thing that got me was he said it was, uh, originally founded and and taken up by agnostics and atheists. Atheists believe in nothing. You, if you're an atheist, you do not believe in Satan, and you do not believe in God. You cannot believe in one or the other. One doesn't right. exist without the other. So I yeah, call agnostics I call, don't know what's going on. So why are they going to gra- gravitate towards the darkness there? Why are they going to you know s- sit there and say like, well, we don't believe in God or the devil. We don't know what's real, but let's just go to the Church of Satan. Just to, what he's saying is it's basically a troll. It's a, it's a satirical thing. Which okay. I think it's a great ploy, but it's it can't be farther from the truth, I think, man. Like these well, guys do some horrible things. They do. And um, and if it's we, supposed to be good, 
why do you do everything in your power to have a haircut and do your eyebrows and, and wear the clothes that you do to make yourself look almost evil and, 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 and just, I don't know, something, something out of a horror movie to, yeah. to scare people. Yeah. There's that, that footage of, um, Anton LaVey wearing the devil, uh, hat and shit. It's like, yeah, man, if you, if you were agnostic and all this stuff, you just wouldn't play into either side right right or if you were atheist you wouldn't play into either side so that's why the new agers and and these people say that um the first step to being a satanist is being atheist or being agnostic right so uh yeah we'll play a little bit more here it's it's such a great clip was it anton levey the one that that had his picture taken where he had his hands kind of on or am i thinking of somebody that's uh that's what's his name? Oh, that Alistair Crowley. Al, okay, Alistair Crowley. Sometimes I get them mixed up. Yeah, same fucking person. Rational self-interest, you call it. Yes. Okay, one thing we do know that Satanism has in common with other religions is the belief that the devil can inhabit your body. Remember the movie Exorcist, the film? It dealt with ridding the body of Satan in a ritual called exorcism. So we can move past this. Fuck me. Fuck me. (laughs) The former chief juvenile investigator at the Presidio, Ed Abinovsky, is here. He's now a deputy sheriff in Santa Clara County. Colonel Aquino, we note, sir, for the record, that you were originally implicated in the dreadful charges of child abuse. We note also that no charges were ever brought against you. I did. And presumably you have been cleared. Would you like to comment on why those charges were brought against you? Well, the entire time that uh, the so-called child molestation scandal was occurring at the Presidio, the time period when um, uh, these terrible events were supposedly taking place, I was assigned to the National Defense University in Washington, D.C., and my wife was out there living with me. But is it not a fact that a three-and-a-half-year-old girl identified you as the alleged perpetrator of molestation? No, as uh, a matter of fact, it is not the case. An accusation was made by her stepfather, who was an Army chaplain, speaking on behalf of this child. In her original interview with the FBI, she denied ever being molested. Well, I've seen the... I, I, you are... Innocent until proven guilty. You were never charged in this case. I don't want to belabor the point. I have seen, however, the affidavits for the search warrant of your home, and they indicate the child is speaking to the authorities, not her father. This was after she had been subjected to uh, therapy. Let's say you are innocent of that. You are no longer at the Presidio. You are now in St. Louis, but you are still a serving officer, a colonel in the United States Army. Do you feel it is inconsistent with a high-ranking officer pledged, sworn, to uphold the Constitution of the United States that you are also a practicing Satanist? Not in the least. The Army has known of my religion for the last 20 years. There has never been a problem with it, any more than there is a problem with other members of minority religions. But let me read from the Satanic Bible. Quote, one of, this is the, the number one, uh, uh, I guess, the commandment. Death to the weakling, wealth to the strong. How can you believe this and still uphold the Constitution of the United States? Death. Death to the weakling. Who's got a weaker fucking jawline than this dude? I mean, this dude, if we went to like the, the, the old ways, this dude would be literally eaten by his peers. Oh yeah, totally. And and he, he's, he's an officer. He's he's probably never seen combat. 
on the on the field at Even all. if he has, man, they, there's some people that I mean, you can pick up a gun. I'm talking about like let's go real primal here. There's no, no the gun hasn't been invented. Oh. The weakling. We're yeah. talking about a weakling. This dude is probably five feet tall, right? Uh huh. Double chin. I mean, the the guy is a weakling. Yeah. And he's sitting here talking about this. He's so weak that you know, there's some allegations. There's no proof of this. I have my ideas on what happened, but you know, there's some allegations that he had uh, molested children and stuff like that. That's a weak thing to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Very weak. Um, I don't know, man. We, we can go on with that clip for a long time. I do want to point this guy out. He's got the best unibrow I'd ever seen on live TV. I mean, it's great. It just guy's got a, <laughs> a, an incredible unibrow there. Um, looks like he's part caveman. His his child was supposedly molested uh, by this Church of Satan, so it's not really Sorry. You know, something to laugh about, obviously. But we can laugh at the guy's face. Right. Okay. Um, I'm glad I didn't yeah, say man, the joke that a, I was about a, to say. What? I'm not going to say it now because I didn't know I didn't know his kid was victimized. So I was. Oh God! Okay. Nope not not gonna not gonna throw that out there. Um, but yeah, man, I think it is. Uh, there's something to this whole uh, Church of Satan stuff, mm-hmm. and it is uh, it's freaky, man. So I like this uh, name of this episode here. By the way, up here. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's <laughs> great. Hopefully you threw up in your mouth a little bit. Um, Where was I going to go next? Oh, okay. So I'd seen this sent by a couple people. Uh, I'm going to go with Matt's version that he sent me. This bunker underneath the city of Chicago. Have you seen this? Um, I don't think so. I haven't been keeping up on my my messages all that often. I did did reply to Matt on the last one. If this is real, it's cool. Actually, I don't know. Let's see if this is the best version. Y'all seen this right here? These dudes in Chicago, they find an actual under... Yeah, we'll, we'll go with someone else here, because, yeah, that, sometimes that accent can be a little much for me. What, the Chicago accent? No, the the southern accent. Uh, I have some friends that are southern and stuff, but when it's, like, super deep, I'm like, whoa, let's calm down here. Yeah, you need to take a little of that um, twang out. My grandma's Southern and stuff. Like, I actually do like the accent. It's just like sometimes it does not work for some dudes. Okay, where the hell is the other version? Uh, maybe I saved it? Because I think that he doesn't necessarily go as deep into it as... <laughs> There's a That's a bad one right there. I play that at the end. <laughs> Bet's entire life savings on the fighter. The fighter. <laughs> we want to go to heaven, guys. Okay. Yeah, we do. Um, let's see. Oh fuck! It is fine. <sighs> well, let's just go with it. It's All not right. that bad. I I just thought that maybe there was. Uh, I had I had seen a different one. Y'all seen this right here? These dudes in Chicago, they find an actual underground fallout shelter. It's like a it's like a whole city. It's got a bank. It's got everything. Watch this. Blows your mind. Like no joke. Interesting. What? Ooh, yeah, an old fallout shelter. 
Okay, people are still going down there because there's, this is still being upkept. Like, there's no dirt anywhere. Y'all seen this right here? The- yeah, I, I couldn't hear you, and I couldn't pause that because it's not on. It's on Instagram here. But what were you saying? Oh, that's funny because I couldn't. Uh, were the kids saying anything when they were walking around? No, it was just music. Okay, I didn't hear the music. I was just saying that place is being is still occupied. It's being upkept. There's there was no yeah, dirt, yeah. no nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's not uncommon uh, here in the town that I live in. Uh, we have a mental health hospital, uh, one of the biggest in the state, still up and running. And underneath there, and and Rory has seen some of the underground tunnels and bunkers and stuff. Military attorney, but under Sorry. there is uh, is the fallout shelter for if if we were ever uh, under nuclear attack or whatever, all of Pennsylvania's governing body would relocate and go into these bunkers underneath this uh, uh, mental health hospital, and everything to keep the the government working is down there and and, and what have you. I don't know if they've kept it updated. I, I would assume if, if if they're still you know going that route, but. You know, a lot of these major cities do have that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, man. Um, there's a couple more videos I've got here. Catalyst sent us a couple. Um, I wanted to play this Jamie Foxx one first. But Monique supposedly confirming that Jamie Foxx is gone and is a clone now. Mm. It's sunglasses. There's no sun in either. And you being disrespectful. I need to be able to see you, right? So he laughing, and I walk to the other side of the stage. I come. He said, you you think I'm playing. If you don't take them damn glasses off, Roseanne, he lifted up his glasses, and everything was black. Oh, he didn't have any eyes? Did you hear what I said? What? Everything <laughs> was black. That's creepy, huh? He's sunglasses. Yeah. I wouldn't mind talking to Roseanne Barr, to be honest with you. I know. I think it'd be a very, I wouldn't mind talking to Roseanne Barr. I think it'd be a very fun conversation. I know she's still like funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she's still on the Q thing a little bit, but some of, some of her other conspiracy theories and and what have you, she, I never expected it out of her. I always thought she was, well, she blew me away that she she liked Trump. I would just assume she was a liberal my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see the second one the catalyst sent here. Two, one. With no pilot to compromise performance, even more unusual craft and propulsion systems have been designed and tested. This incredible machine was originally designed to shoot down nuclear missiles and satellites. Just 12 inches long, gyroscopically balanced, and with thrusters at key points around its body, it is capable of instant changes of direction. We're tracking. Cover. Roll. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No airplane could ever catch this machine. 
Emerging through the changes in mergers was the lightweight exoatmospheric projectile, or LEAP program. Terrier LEAP was developed as a demonstration phase only. Where'd they get the technology? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's interesting, huh? Yeah, apparently my sound's not coming through. The sound wasn't going through? No, I didn't know if you could hear me. I, I commented, but I don't think you heard me. No, no, I yeah, I couldn't hear a thing. It sounded like fucking machine guns. What yeah, were you saying? I was just wondering. I, I was like, I wonder where they got the technology for that shit. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, it sounds fairly straightforward. It's like you know the gyroscope, which right. we know how those work somewhat, and then um, like thrusters. I mean, that's not too crazy, right? No, I don't know. It's just when 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 you see it sitting there, kind of flying and doing all this other stuff, and then you you hear people and pilots saying that they're witnessing these crafts just doing a complete. 180 and, and boom changing directions that normal aircraft can't go is this some technology that we've developed or have been handed to us to use or is it foreign technology that is actually here and not being uh operated Utilized, by huh? but yeah by mankind yeah man um i got uh this i'm in this i, I always forget that i'm in this flatter group <laughs> chat and uh, someone put this in, and it's a pretty interesting video. I'm going to run and take a wee-wee okay. when it starts, so I'll be right back. But it's uh, good stuff. Greg Reese, man, I love this. is the guy I was talking about that is a contributor to uh, InfoWars, and mm. he just has, like, really, really good shorter videos, and this is a great one here. Military attorney Todd Callender is an expert in international law and morbidity mortality law. He's been filing lawsuits and blowing the whistle on the enemy ever since they made the shots mandatory. These lawsuits have led to his research team amassing thousands of whistleblowers that point to a planned Marburg epidemic already paid for by taxpayer dollars in the recent PrEP Act. Todd Callender said that inside the lipid nanoparticles, there are sealed pathogens, including E. coli, Marburg, and Ebola, and that different pathogens can be released by different frequencies pulsed through the 5G network. Inside of these shots that people already received, inside the lipid nanoparticles, the hydrogel, there exists pathogens inside of the particles that have not yet opened. Those pathogens are chimeric. They include E. coli Marburg, Ebola staphylococcus, and brewer's yeast, amongst others. We know that upon the broadcast from the 5G system that is now employed across the United States, the world for that matter, um, when they broadcast an 18 gigahertz signal uh, for one minute, three different times as a pulse, it will cause those lipid nanoparticles to swell and release these pathogenic contents, thereby causing a Marburg epidemic that they've already spent the money on. They've already, it's already done, right? The Marburg epidemic for purposes of the law has happened. And now we just need the actual uh, disaster to happen. And, and there's actually worse parts to it than that, including the 1P36 gene deletion that effectively will turn those poor people into zombies. As odd as that sounds, our government's preparing for that. He also points out that 1P36 gene deletion 
is the number one side effect of the Pfizer shots, a disease with zombie-like symptoms that make a person aggressive with a propensity to bite. The CDC published a public service announcement on the preparedness for a zombie apocalypse in 2011. That same year, Con Plan 8888-11, Counter Zombie Dominance, was published. The military's advanced ammunition known as multi-purpose rounds are single rounds comprised of multiple projectile options to be chosen via direct communication from the tank fire control to the cartridge chambered in the breech. So it would make sense to arm weaponized vaccines the same way. Popular online personality Jason Shirka has recently posted a warning that on October 4th, FEMA will be using 5G frequencies to activate nanopathogens in the blood of the vaccinated. On October 4th at 2.22 p.m. Eastern Time, the emergency broadcast system will be activated across the entire United States under the leadership of FEMA, disguised as a test. However, this test will be used to send a specific high-frequency signal through devices like smartphones, radios, and TVs with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings around the world through the obvious mediums. If the October 4th date does not occur for any reason, the backup plan will be to do it on October 11th at the same time. In the case that this is not able to be stopped, I ask you all to shut off your phones and all other relevant devices at 2 p.m. Eastern time for a period of two hours to be safe. I don't know who this guy is, but I will add that we probably want to turn the 5G off for good. And we definitely need to take control of our government because a plan as diabolical as this would be game over. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Crazy, huh? That kind of ties in with that whole burger thing. Uh, and Because and uh, that dude mentioned the uh, zombie apocalypse and, and, and what have you. And CDC, you know, obviously in 2011 coming out with, with their uh, planned response in, in, in order to prepare for zombies. Yeah. Uh, People laugh. Yeah, I People. wanted to. Okay, so yeah, I, I I'd never checked this myself, but this is the CDC.gov, and they do have campaigns. There is literally the third one here is zombie preparedness. We're seeing in ourselves here, right? Uh huh. Because um, you never know. Sometimes people could just say like, oh, there's a zombie page on CDC and it's like bullshit. And, you know, our luck, dude, we're going to get the fast zombies. Yeah, They're not going to yeah. be slow zombies. No. So uh, have a shotgun, have an AR should be good. At that point, if you can shoot, but uh, what do you say we read through this a little bit? Here? Yeah, let's do it. Um, the CDC published Preparedness 101 Zombie Apocalypse to the Public Health Matters blog in 2011. The post was an example of educational entertainment. Okay. Uh, it's used. Uh, it used a popular cultural reference to zombies to promote preparedness for uh, different emergencies and disasters. The campaign is now retired. You can still learn how to prepare yourself and others by visiting the Prepare Your Health website here. So it sounds like this was something just to, to use as an example. And it's kind of shitty that people like this guy that Greg Reese was talking about are actively acting like this is something that the CDC is like openly preparing for. Um, it's not. 
No, they're not preparing for this. I, I give I give it a point one percent chance that zombies uh, start attacking us here. But um, I think it was yeah, kind of done as information as satire. What's that? I think it was kind of done as satire because if you look back at like 2011 and not long after that, you know, 2013 and what have you, you started getting a lot of zombie shows and then the Walking Dead took off and, and what have you. So, I mean, it, there's even books out there. How does survive a zombie apocalypse? I mean, it, it's nothing yeah. new, a lot of satire and it's, a lot of the information I would assume that they put on their, their, their page when they released it was no, no different than what you already knew how to, how to, you know, take on a zombie, you know, you shoot them in the head. Don't let them bite you. You know, all, all sorts of shit. Yeah. I think the crimson mist thing, I think that would be something more, but zombies. No, I think right. it would mostly probably be someone like they're not going to come back from the dead. No. Um, and I don't think it would be a blood infection. I think it would be something where there's a certain frequency and, and realistically it would be someone that would be vaccinated. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, or something where there's a a big enough group of people It would have to be the majority of people, which I don't, I don't believe like they'll tell you in the news, excuse me. I don't believe that, uh, the majority of people took the vaccine. I think it might be 40%, 30%. Um, I don't know many people that took it that I consider friends. I have some family that took it. Um, because they're brainwashed, not no one in my direct family, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know if that would be the thing that would work, but it would have to be some kind of frequency that would like interface with some kind of technology that was in a certain person that would make them lose their mind. Um, I don't think it would be like a typical zombie situation. No, that's just me. That, that crimson tide thing though. Um, that was missed or missed that, that was some fucked up shit that the, the U S government did. You did an episode oh, yeah. on it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Someone shared that with me and just told me, like, hey, you should look into this. And it was in uh, some African country. Yeah, like Zimbabwe uh, or the Congo or some shit like that. Yeah, they, they had Zambia, two, maybe. Yeah, they had two tribes warring against, against each other, and they used frequencies to make them freak the fuck out and kill everybody. Yeah, and, and it worked, so yeah. that's the thing. Whoa. Cute little pug. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just interesting to see like the different methods that could be used. But yeah, man. I mean, you know, I I, uh, I pulled some of my money out of the bank um, over the weekend. I'll probably just leave it in cash. You know what I mean? It. I kind of feel more comfortable having cash, you know, than I do having all my money in the bank, especially, you know, if you have any kind of savings. Right. It doesn't hurt to have it in different spots. You no, know what I mean? No. That's not online to where you can actually hold it and stuff. Um, Dude, our, look at our great grandparents. They they didn't believe and great great grandparents they didn't believe in the banking system they'd have a little bit of money in there but man they'd fucking put it in jars and bury it on their property or hide it in their houses and, yeah. and all sorts of shit just because you know and, and they also canned their and had gardens and you know knew how to fucking take care of themselves yeah when my grandpa passed away my uh, dad i was real young but my dad and his brother went and like cleaned out his garage because he owned a little garage uh business where they did like glass and stuff like that and i they found like thousands of dollars like scattered around his garage like they they were opening every little thing because they knew how he was and they were they threw away a band-aid tin you know how Mm band-aids used to come in metal tins right they threw away a Band-Aid tin. There was $2,000 just wadded up in this fucking Band-Aid tin that they found. You know, so Damn. they're like, let's check everything that we're throwing away because <laughs> this dude was hiding money all over the place. It, it's, I think it's a great idea, man. And honestly, 
no one needs to know about that shit. You know, if you if you have a family when, that you leave behind, and there's you know let's say ten thousand dollars that you've got scattered throughout your throughout your property, they're not going to be any fucking better off or worse off not knowing that they fucking lost that. You know what I mean? Right. So that's your money. You work for it. Do whatever the fuck you want with it and hide it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, that's what I would say, but I'm not saying that because I love the <laughs> government and I think, you know, paying taxes is, you know, every single one of your tax dollars goes somewhere useful. So, you know, make sure that you keep up on that. But uh, that's I, what I would say yes. if I was a bad person. Right. And I support Ukraine. So. Me too. Me too. Uh, anything else you want to share before we get out of here, man? Yeah, I have a clip or two. Bring this back clip up. Clip or two. Clip or two. So I'm going to play this, and I want you to uh, tell me if it sounds really fucking familiar and stuff that we and probably our audience already knows. Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. Yet somehow, without a single vote being cast by a single American voter, Richard Nixon was kicked out of office and replaced by the only unelected president in American history. So we went from the most popular president to a president nobody voted for. Wait a minute, you may ask, why didn't I know that? Wasn't Richard Nixon a criminal? Wasn't he despised by all decent people? (laughs) No, he wasn't. In fact, if any president could claim to be the people's choice, it was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was reelected in 1972 by the largest margin of the popular vote ever recorded before or since. Nixon got 17 million more votes than his opponent. Less than two years later, he was gone. He was forced to resign. And in his place, an obedient servant of the federal agencies called Gerald Ford took over the White House. How did that happen? Now, some of this I didn't, I didn't know. And, I, and, and it was kind of, I was a little shocked when, when I originally watched this. So maybe you do I thought know. Ford was elected. Yeah. Personally. I, did, I thought so, too. And it gets a little bit stranger. It's a long story, but here are the highlights, and they tell you a lot. Richard Nixon believed that elements in the federal bureaucracy were working to undermine the American system of government and had been doing that for a long time. He often said that. He was absolutely right. On June 23, 1972, Nixon met with the then CIA director, Richard Helms, at the White House. During the conversation, which thankfully was tape recorded, Nixon suggested he knew, quote, who shot John, meaning President John F. Kennedy. Nixon further implied that the CIA was directly involved in Kennedy's assassination, which we now know it was. Helms' telling response? Total silence. But for Nixon, it didn't matter because it was already over. Four days before, on June 19th, the Washington Post had published the first of many stories about a break-in at the Watergate office building. Unbeknownst to Nixon and unreported by the Washington Post, four of the five burglars worked for the CIA. The first of many dishonest Watergate stories was written by a 29-year-old Metro reporter called Bob Woodward. Who exactly was Bob Woodward? Well, he wasn't a journalist. Bob Woodward had no background whatsoever in the news business. Instead, Bob Woodward came directly from the classified areas of the federal government. Shortly before Watergate, Woodward was a naval officer at the Pentagon. He had a top-secret clearance. He worked regularly with the intel agencies. At times, Woodward was even detailed to the Nixon White House, where he interacted with Richard Nixon's top aides. Soon after leaving the Navy, for reasons that have never been clear, Woodward was hired by the most powerful news outlet in Washington 
and assigned the biggest story in the country. And just to make it crystal clear what was actually happening, Woodward's main source for his Watergate series was the deputy director of the FBI, Mark Felt. And Mark Felt ran, and we're not making this up, the FBI's COINTELPRO program, which was designed to secretly discredit political actors the federal agencies wanted to destroy, people like Richard Nixon. And at the same time, those same agencies were also working to take down Nixon's elected vice president, Spiro Agnew. In the fall of 1973, Agnew was indicted for tax evasion and forced to resign. His replacement was a colorless congressman from Grand Rapids called Gerald Ford. What was Ford's qualification for the job? Well, he had served on the Warren Commission, which absolved the CIA of responsibility for President Kennedy's murder. Nixon was strong-armed into accepting Gerald Ford by Democrats in Congress. Quote, we gave Nixon no choice but Ford, Speaker of the House Carl Albert later boasted. Eight months later, Gerald Ford of the Warren Commission was the president of the United States. Mm. See how that works? So those are the facts. Not speculation. All of that actually happened. None of it's secret. Most of it actually is on Wikipedia. But no mainstream news organization has ever told that story. It's so obvious, yet it's intentionally ignored. And as a result, permanent Washington remains in charge of our political system. Unelected lifers in the federal agencies make the biggest decisions in American government and crush anyone who tries to rein them in. And in the process, our democracy becomes a joke. Now, you may have noticed that the very first person in the Trump administration the agencies went after was General Michael Flynn. Why Flynn? Because Mike Flynn was a career Army intel officer, Richard. So it, it ends there. Uh, I couldn't find a, a part two to it. But a lot of that kind of shocked me. I didn't realize he was on the Warren yeah, Commission. Um, and they kind of ousted Agnew and, and put Ford in. And then, boom, you know, because Nixon knew some shit. And so did JFK. And JFK got assassinated. And Nixon got ousted. Interesting. What is that alien being interrogated on tape? Um... The at? one just to the right. I, I wanted to see that too. I was just wondering what uh, what that alien was. But yeah, go do it the order you were doing it because I, I was looking at Fred Flintstone with the white beard too. So uh, whichever one you want to do first. We'll start with the Flintstones because it's kind of a funny one, uh, a little cartoon conspiracy or what have you, and then we'll get into this. Actually, no, we'll do the serious one and then we'll we'll, we'll tie into some some funny shit. I, okay. Yeah, I, and I do want to touch on this uh, eclipse then too film that you are about to see is jaw-dropping, and it was passed over by the New York Times. The New York Times had an opportunity to run this story, and they didn't. And we are here now at Redacted going to run this story. We're going to show you this unbelievable film in just a moment. But what's more astonishing, however, might be the cover-up and the secrecy of this top-secret film. My guest today is John Stewart, former candidate for Illinois governor and U.S. Congress, he spent more than five years investigating, proving the provenance of this alleged film, this top secret film, which we're about to show you um, and which you are about to see. And it purportedly shows an alien, an extraterrestrial biological entity being interrogated at the S2 <laughs> facility in 1997 <laughs> by members of okay. the U.S. military. Yes, an alien creature being interrogated by members of the U.S. military. 
So we're going to show this film in a minute, and it's about two minutes and 57 seconds long, this I, film. I'm going to fast forward a little we're bit. We're going to walk through it, and you're going to explain yeah, to yeah. our viewers. They're gray, an extraterrestrial biological entity. He is a haploid, which means he, he came with only one sexual chromosome. Human beings are diploids. Uh, for any microbiologists out there, if I'm hatcheting those words, uh, I'm sorry. But this being had only one uh, uh, sexual chromosome. Uh, he came to the S2 Alpha, the official designation of the underground facility that had the, that housed the alien interrogation and retention program. That's the unofficial name of, of what this was. Uh, they call these interview suites the ambassador suites because they do. The government did try for the, the care and did treat these and look at these beings and still do as ambassadors from other planets and other dimensions. And if you hear David Grush coughing on his words, it's because he doesn't want to tell you that some of these beings are from other dimensions. And um, so this being was very ill at the time. He had a respiratory issue. Now, Sean David Morton also heard, for, uh, also heard I can't verify this veracity, that it's some sort of uh, uh, debilitation or disease with its heart-lung sac. It does not have a traditional heart. It's got a heart-lung one sac, which was the need for the special monitor, which goes up and down, does not go across, uh, to monitor this bizarre heart-lung one sac organ that the alien has. And um, behind the viewing glass were five men, two telepaths. Uh, there are there are is a researcher out there, and I don't doubt it. And because I've seen yeah. the outline of the figure, um, and I didn't catch this, and someone else did, so I'm crediting them. I don't ever want to not credit other people. That Colin Powell was in that interview room. Now, I know that sounds crazy. I can't verify it, but it certainly looks like the outline of them. It looks like an African-American male in his 50s wearing an Army Class A dress uniform. Funny, the rear admiral that was on my list was uh, the person that uh, reported intelligence to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Interesting. But that's, that's how bizarre this film has gotten. And I'm not even going to tell you anything about the telepath because I don't want it to get into the Da Vinci Code. But even Doty said that the telepathic program, the people they hired, was ridiculous. They were like one step above 1-800 psychics back in the 80s and 90s. Um, but there was two men in particular that were very in touch with these beings, and they would sit down with these aliens and these beings and immediately get information and, and relate it back to whoever, whatever military person was in the room. As you can see on the tape, the, the being eventually starts to, to, to medically flag, if I can use the whistleblower Victor's terminology, and he is then attended to by the medical staff. And, and Victor tells us that the medical staff in S2 and S4, you know, are more chosen for the ability to keep secrets than their medical knowledge. And again, I have, and in contact, I have the names of the two doctors that are going to be on each, either side of this beam. On the bottom, you're going to see DNI slash 27. Uh, that is the Department of Naval Intelligence. According to Richard Doty, there's like a conga line of different agencies waiting to insert this, their questions to this beam. In, a, in the two-hour-long interview, they, the interviews are, are conducted about once, once a month. Uh, what did you start to piece together from people who were in the room? And do you want me to keep playing or? No, I, I think it's, it's interesting. Do these people actually believe this? I, th I think so. Where are you at on this? 
I think it could be pl- very plausible. I think it could be very, very plausible. Uh, our military it, it does a lot of shit that we don't know. And even a lot of shit that I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, but it looks kind of fake. How would the video be out? That's another thing. You know what I mean? Like, who leaked it? Why didn't they get in trouble? Why didn't we hear about this a long time ago? This guy's supposedly been working on debunking it for five years and can't debunk it. I I don't know. It, it's isn't it convenient while they're trying to like act like the aliens are real right now? You know, what I mean? right? And and it just looks like it doesn't blink. Maybe these things don't need to blink. Yeah. No, I, I like the video. I think it's 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 very interesting, and this is what conspiracy theories are all about. But doesn't right. it suck that we've been wanting <laughs> this kind of stuff for so long, and then when it comes out, we're like, ah, it doesn't look right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's like we want disclosure, and then we're like, eh, no, that's fake. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Um, Maybe it's the uh, the problem of the conspiracy theorist. It, it could be. I'm going to play this uh I want you to see if you catch on to something and maybe maybe I'm thinking something completely different but I'm just going to play this about the uh the solar eclipse that's coming up. Okay. And create a shadow that'll move from coast to coast across the US for the first time in 99 years. Uh so did I wake up on a different planet this morning because I remember in 2017 August we had a total solar eclipse. Remember, they had the glasses, gave everybody. Uh, me and my daughter sat out here. We took pictures of all the weird shadows and the way everything looked. And uh, I remember August 2017. Here's the pictures we took. And it was a total solar eclipse. Look it up. Now, they're just going to play music right now, and they're showing pictures of the shadows or what have you. I thought it was before 2017. I do remember sitting out and... and my neighbors having those glasses and, and watching you know, this total eclipse pass over America. Mm-hmm. What caught me is they're like, for this, this happens every 99, first time in 99 years. Well, this just happened. Yeah. Do you remember it happening? Yeah. Uh, and Trump was president. So it was 2017. That's when he took office. It was one of okay. the first things where he was looking right at it. Remember like okay. everyone, everyone's saying, don't look at the sun. And he was looking right at it. Um, and Melania was out there too. What the hell are those pictures though? Those are the worst pictures I've ever seen. What was he taking pictures of? Of the shadows that were casted, I guess they didn't, they looked fucking retarded to me. I was just like, whatever. I, but yeah, it was like abstract art is what it looked like. Yeah. My main thing yeah, is absolutely uh, happened recently. Yeah. So why are they saying once every 99, it hasn't happened in 99 years, more fucking lies and propaganda. Like I don't, I don't get it. Cause I remember it happening. Yeah, it's probably just some bullshit narrative that they're trying to put out there. All right, let's get into the Flintstones real quick. And then we can end on some fun stuff. I love stuff. the Flintstones. Hell yeah. Now, hey, before we play this, actually, if you wouldn't mind just stopping it real fast. Mm-hmm. the Do you remember Flintstones or Flintstones? That's a Mandela effect thing. Uh, I always thought it was Flintstones. With a T? With a T. Flint? Yeah. Okay. What, how yeah. about you? All right. I don't know. I was too young to really know how to like to notice shit like that. But I noticed like half the people out there say it was Flintstones or Flint stones. Yeah. I always remembered it Flintstones with a T because of like, I don't know. It always brought to my mind like a, a piece of Flint 
you know, to make like a prehistoric weapon or like a spear or something. I don't know that I never knew that. Hmm. The Flintstones takes place in the future because in the crossover with the Jetsons, that's proof they're part of the same universe. And the Jetsons, they live out in the space thousands of years in the future. And they build a time machine to go even further into the future. And it brings them to Earth where the Flintstones are. Now, naturally, they just assume they went back in time. But the time machine actually worked because the Jetsons were part of the upper class. That got to leave Earth as it was rotting away and start a new civilization. Meanwhile, the pores were left in the rubbish of Earth to try to rebuild. And that's where the Flintstones are today. And if you take an even deeper look, how do the Flintstones know what baseball is? How do the Flintstones know what Christmas is? They know these modern sports, these modern holidays. It's because they've already experienced them. And to top it all off, what does the theme song say? Modern. Yeah, it's true. It's the new era of the Stone Age in the future because the Flintstones are a post-apocalyptic civilization. Yeah, yeah, I'd heard that, man. Yeah. I because I, I love cartoon conspiracies, and uh, yeah, it's uh, that's a legit one, I think. And if anybody's watching, if you catch the mailbox real quick, it 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 has a T in the name Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Let's see. I thought I had something funny. Uh, not going to talk about. Well, we. I just want to say we called Lauren Bobert, you know, Lauren Hobert, a whore for the yeah. longest time on this show, and she proved herself. And I don't think we need to play anything or or hear her response. She was getting felt up in a fucking uh, theater, vaping and grabbing dude's dick. She's a whore. She's a fucking whore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always has been. Yeah, trash bag. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this because I I know how much you masturbate to Gorlock. Oh, Gorlock, and I do actually want to hear the Hobart uh-huh. thing. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, we can watch Horlock though. All right. Those people who care are they around? Around me right now? Yeah. No, but a lot of my followers are the LGBTQ plus community. So. Okay. So, if you're watching, the top guy doesn't say anything. He, I think he's just watching. His reactions are hilarious. This black dude fucking fucking nails it. Fucking nails it. The guy on top there, I forget his name, but he's a popular but, um, influencer. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. It, can, it definitely can play like a huge role into like my whole dating thing for sure. Just because like the Dial boys and it's crazy. All right. As a trans, if I was to date a trans and I don't dirt, I don't date trans at all, mm-hmm. you would have to do a lot of shit. Like if you want to be a man and a woman, you're going to be cooking my dinner and you're going to be digging the fucking holes outside. <laughs> like since you want to play both roles, you better fucking be mm-hmm. a good clean, a person who can clean the fuck up out the house. And you also better be a good fucking mechanic. <laughs> you better be the one who goddamn go downstairs and check on shit at night. And you better be the one who decorate the goddamn house with flowers. <laughs> If you want to take on both roles, you got to do both jobs. Do you agree <laughs> so, with that? The, mm, maybe I think you're getting it confused with something. No. So, <laughs> as someone who's trans, there's, I mean, there's like a big ass spectrum of gender identity or whatever. But for me, like, I have gender dysphoria. So, oh, shit. What's that, Jack? I, in my eyes, like, mentally, I don't 
I don't think the way that a man does. I don't operate oh, the way that a man does. Okay. When I before I shower and I see myself in the mirror, I know that what's you know unfortunately what's under my pants is something that shouldn't be there. I she don't operate like a definitely. Man I have like, huh? You don't operate like a man does. When you wake up in the morning, your dick don't get hot. <laughs> I mean, shout out to estrogen. Shout out to estrogen. Mm hmm. Okay, so your dick don't work at all. Not with my hormones, like. Not my medication that I take. Oh, what the? Okay, okay, then why you still got it? Who just your dick just dangled? You can't get it hard. You can't. You can't. You can't do shit. Um. <laughs> oh my God. God. Yeah, that guy's name's Aiden Ross. I remember now. The okay. white dude, Aiden Ross. Yeah, man, what a fucking freak, dude. That's yeah. that's the only way that you can address someone like that. They're a freak. Yeah, yeah, it's a mental sickness. <laughs> yeah, but his questioning was just fucking spot. I expect you to cook me dinner and fucking take out fucking trash. <laughs> I want you to yeah, be. You got to be the one that checks on the on the noise <laughs> yeah. outside and cook the food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I was like, oh uh, shit, that's great. Yeah, it's good. Um, let me scroll down here and see if I. I, I wanted to check out the Lauren Bobert thing. All right, yeah, that that's what I was. I think it was up. Yeah, just a bit. I thought I saved one of the actual night. Let me let me play this one really quick. Okay. A Colorado politician was kicked out of a theater in Denver after causing a disturbance. Lauren Boebert and an unidentified man were reportedly vaping, singing, and recording during the Beetlejuice musical. When ushers asked the loud couple to leave, they at first refused, but were eventually escorted out by security. On her way out, Bobert stopped to take a selfie, seemingly yelled at the guard, and was wagging her finger in his face. According to local media, the politician asked the staff if they knew who she was, adding that she was on the board and would be contacting the mayor. A Colorado politician... Now, some people... What a trash bag. Yeah, and some people are, uh, put the theory out there that she kind of did this on purpose because she wanted to show herself off in that dress and what have you. I thought that was a clip where it showed... Dude feeling her up, but I, I guess I didn't save that one. But here's her response. All right, so what happened that night? Hey, Jesse. Um, well, I mean, first of all, um, what happened is I messed up. Uh, I went on a date night, and I am a congresswoman and a public figure. But believe it or not, I'm human, too. Uh, you know, obviously, everyone is very interested in my personal life and uh, me going through uh a very difficult divorce and as a mother of four boys and a grandmother to a beautiful grandson that's my first job before anything else in my priority um, it's it's certainly been taxing on uh, me and my family but um, yeah it's to have this experience broadcast uh, before the whole world um, something that was in the dark um, is uh, certainly heartbreaking to watch to see and I have apologized to my constituents will continue to do so um, all of those um, in Colorado who may have felt um, let down, um, I, I hear you. And all I could do is promise to do better, and I certainly will. Um, the best apology, I believe, is changed behavior. And I know that I will live and uh, lead with strength and grace through humility moving forward. What happened? You just had a little too much to drink? <laughs> no, Jesse, not at all. I was very excited about the actual musical. Um, huge fan of Beetlejuice. Anyone should go and see the musical if it's in your area. And please let me know how it ends because I've yet to see the ending. <laughs> so you were so watch the movie Beetlejuice. You got carried away. 
A little bit. You know, Jesse, it's been 20 years um, since I was in the dating scene. And back then, there were not infrared cameras um, watching my every move. Uh, but it's a lesson learned. Um, as I said, I'm truly um, humbled and apologize to uh, my, my people in Colorado's 3rd District, um, those who I love. Do you want me to my stop position, it? It is my responsibility to bring levity to my constituents' lives, never gravity. Um, never should my actions burden those whom I represent. Uh, so uh, I will work uh, to only bring levity to them and uh, try to bring as much solutions as possible. This whole week has been a total distraction, Jesse. We are on the verge of a government shutdown. Um, we have uh, muscle memory in Washington, D.C. That uh All right, we, we get the point. Um, yeah, she just... What I was looking at and why I think she's such a fucking trash bag piece of shit person, right? It's not because, like, obviously people make mistakes and they have kids at a young age, right? Right. She mentioned she's a grandma. You know how old she is? I would guess she's probably, I'm going to go on a whim and say 39 to 42. 36 years old and she's a grandmother. Oh. Okay. She's Her oldest son is 16, I believe. Ooh. So... She's got a 16-year-old boy having a kid, it sounds like. Yeah. That's irresponsible parenting is what mm -hmm. that is. For, through That's like generational irresponsibility. Yeah. I'm not talking shit to any young parents out there because I know mistakes happen and all this stuff. But this is supposed to be someone of like a higher moral standard than you. Okay? Right. This is the problem with these new conservatives. Uh, your audio just dropped out. hear me yep there you are can you hear me yep yeah lauren bober didn't like what i was saying it sounds like she had her goons but it's like you know just like the you remember what she was doing during congress where she was like yelling at biden when his it's his son that died right. you know what i mean like that that she was yelling about i understand yeah biden's a piece of shit fuck biden fuck all the bidens but probably the one that died is the good person mm -hmm. out of all of them you know what i mean right he was a serving did more for this country than bobert's ever gonna do and i'm not sticking up for the bidens but again it seems like he got the short end of the stick the dude that passed away now his wife's getting fucked by his crack hud crackhead fucking brother mm -hmm. right she's a she's a disgusting person man and anybody that thinks that she's like a great representation is stupid no simply yeah the, i didn't realize she was only 36 i didn't that that's she just well, I guess her her AO, and AOC just made the cutoff for the age requirement to to hold that position because I believe it's thirty five. Well, yeah, look, these are her kids, and not one of those kids looks like an adult. No. And those are her four kids. So, so if she's a grandmother. One of those kids that's a minor had a child. Yeah. And I, again, I understand mistakes happen. Shit happens like that. It props to them for actually having the child and not having an abortion and trying to rise to the occasion. But another thing is that these kids are able to be irresponsible and act like that and have the kid because she's rich because she's in government. That should not be the case. Right. Government affiliates or, or politicians should not be wealthy. No. Like they just shouldn't. You know what I mean? So, you know, she's able to do this and just be basically she's essentially like the whore at the trailer park that uh -huh. got elected somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty so, much. Yeah. Fuck her, man. I can't stand her and I can't stand that uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. dog face lady out of Georgia too. Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, dude. I, I, I'm I'm realizing that I don't like any single politician. Not yeah. one of them. Oh, I thought that I could. I thought, you know. Dan Crenshaw was cool. I used to think that yeah. he's a horrible person. Yeah. 
one eye McCain. All these people are bad, man. Um, I did. I did see a post. Remember uh, last week we we brought up uh, the the Senate changed the dress code for for Fetterman. Uh, yeah. Did you see what Rand Paul did? No. He showed up in a bathrobe and slippers. Yeah, this is idiocracy, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, fine, fuck it. I'll just show up in a bathrobe and, and slippers because you guys don't fucking care. I, I get what he was getting at, but it's like, it is. It is idiocracy. You know, it. What happened to rising above the trashiness or rising above the low standard? You know, Rand Paul is just playing right into it. Mm, yeah, it, it, that, I think that moral error is gone. Yeah, yeah this country's failing, guys. That's uh, what you can, uh, what you can end with there. But let's do cunt of the week. You don't, you want, don't have anything funny. Not well. Let me see. We're going a little long here. I, I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Good. We can do cunt of the week. Let's do it. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt, 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 cunt. Big cunt, stinky cunt. pink. Um. Can I go first this week? Yes, you can. Maybe a little recency bias, but I'll go Lauren Boebert. Just because I've always hated her. Her her dumb face. Now, let me say, her boobs did look really nice in that dress. And I think that's why she did what she did. Because she wanted to show off her fucking boobs in a dress to get some fucking publicity. What I think she probably did, because that's given her credit. You know what I mean? What I think she did was she wanted to get plugged on her first day, as you say. Yeah. I love that, getting plugged. I think that uh, I think that's what she was trying to do. She wasn't trying to be a lady. She wants to go out there and be a, uh, you know, have seven kids and uh, three grandkids at age fucking 36. And some people out there might say, like, oh, that's great. You know, girl power. No, it's not. Let's no. have some fucking standards. You shouldn't be having your 16-year-old kids have children um obviously if they're as irresponsible as you they're going to do this but uh yeah she uh my hate for her runs deep dude it really does so and maybe it's because i want to see those things i want to see those uh (laughs) they look good i'm telling you they look great boob it if i don't know one man that doesn't like boobs I love them. I mean, I, I kind of like a butt. I like I, a nice I, butt. I, I like both, but it, I don't know. Boob, boobs. Boobs. I like boobs. I like to watch them jiggle. They're distracting. Very distracting. Yes. Yeah. And and it. I, I'll say that my hate for her just lessened a little bit, <laughs> knowing that she's packing those things. But uh, Well, she know, said she was in a, in a relation, like relationship for 20 years. That means she was with her husband since she was 16. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, that, I mean, that's yeah, a nice I guess so. thing. Yeah, that yeah, high school sweetheart. But apparently whatever. that was dysfunctional the whole time because oh, yeah. they've gotten in several fights. And he's whipping his dick out with minors in in, in a bar and yeah, the total Running trash mailboxes. Yeah. Total yeah. trash bags. My yeah. cunt of the week is gonna be the CIA and uh the powers that be. So Ooh, yeah, it's kind of a establishment. Yeah, establishment one. Um I kind of learned a little bit with that that whole nixon thing so some newer information came i mean i wasn't surprised with the jfk thing you know we talked to Corey hughes and you know that who who didn't know the fucking cia was was involved you know i mean that's common sense but yeah going with cia total trash bags you know running drugs doing everything that's nefarious in in our country and they're not even supposed to be operating on american soil 
Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting the uh, world that we live in, and uh, you know, I'm sure that we said something that offended some people in this episode. And if that's the case, you know, there's lots of other stuff you can listen to. We kind of do things different here, yeah. so um, I mean, you, you know, are tuning into it. The listeners, <laughs> you are tuning into a show that's called Cunt. Yeah, that's the thing. There, I got a, a review. What was it? It was when I was talking shit about the weed smokers. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a group of very, you know, just uh, I don't care about anything. Let's let it all fall off your back. There's some angry people. Okay. Now, Ron Weed <laughs> did reach out and he was like, hey, man, like, we're not all stupid. And I was like, yeah, of course not. Right. No. It's a show. I'm, right. I'm joking. And he was very, like, realistic about it. And uh, it was funny because we just talked a little bit about it back and forth. And I was like, yeah, man, I just hate, like, the idea of getting together with your friends and just zoning out. And um, there was... Where was this one? Uh, so there's angry. There's this one person recently that said, why do you curse and call God's name in vain so much? You, you The show could be good if you wouldn't do that. Left a three-star review, which it's like some of these people think that they're like Yelpers. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's actually going to make a difference so in it, the content if it, they leave a three-star. Are they leaving that for Dangerous World or are they leaving that for Cunt? For dangerous work. Okay. Um, yeah, and then this one person said, uh, "I love the content, but could do without the judgment of anything you don't do." That's what I do. If I don't do it, it's gay. Right. Okay. If I don't do it, it's stupid. So, like, I mean, you know, like I said, listen to something else. There's yeah. so many other shows out there. But um, yeah, it's kind of my personality, guys. So if you don't like it, uh, there's a lot of cookie cutter podcasts out there you can listen to. There, that there is. I do want to mention one thing because we didn't really get into movies, and it's not really a movie. But if you guys have Peacock um, and you're a John Wick fan, uh, I'm sure you've seen the advertisements on your social medias. I watched the first installment of um, the Con- Continental, and it takes place. Uh, it's like a prequel of of how the Continental started and what have you. It was a really good, it was just about two hours long and it, it was good action packed. And, you know, obviously it doesn't have Keanu Reeves in it and, you know, it's set before uh, the, the Bobby Yaga and, and what have you. So it was good. Uh, it's Peacock original and I don't know, sign up, do a free trial and, and watch them. And they're doing a three part series on it. And I, I really enjoyed it. Interesting. Yeah, man, there was a movie that I really tried to watch. It was called Caviar. And it's a uh, it's supposed to be like a um, conspiracy theorist like dream you know type movie. Let me tell you right now, dude. You and I could make a better movie with whatever we have in our house right now. <laughs> it was bad, um, and I, it looked promising because it had Klaus Schwab opening up, you know, and it looked like some kind of AI thing where like Klaus Schwab was talking to you, and it looked really good. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great, you know what I mean? And then I get into it, and it's like, like I said, like you and I could literally make a, a higher quality movie with shit that we have in our house. Damn. That sucks. Yeah. That's kind of how I, I felt. I didn't even get through it. It might be a great movie, though. That's how I felt after uh, sitting through the, the newest Batman. It was just so fucking slow and boring. Poorly lit. Yeah, poorly. Very poorly. I get it. You're trying to make it dark, but holy fuck. If I can't even see it on my TV, what's the fucking point? <laughs> like, holy shit. I got all the lights off, and it's nighttime, and I can barely make out Batman's face. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, it was It was horrible. Horrible. But uh, that director's movies are usually very dark. I forget the guy's name. Yeah. Cap, uh, Capolo. I forget his name. I don't know. But yeah, not, I'm not not good at remembering directors. I probably should be because, you know, they direct them. But anyway, 
guys, if you, Hollywood's dead. Yeah, Hollywood is dead. Good, good, good band, though. Uh, I think they're a band, is aren't they? The Hollywood dead. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Hollywood undead. Undead. Yeah, that, that's what it is. And uh, little little shout out to Shine Down. I've been kind of getting into that uh, a little bit. I messaged you because I, I remember when you went to the concert. I'm like, oh, fucking Shine Down and busting your balls. And I, I had to send it. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry for busting your balls. Uh, kind of digging shine down i didn't realize how good their music actually kind of was i mean it's real music which yeah. is rare these days and they're still making real music with like instruments and yes. singing instead of just like hooks and hey skirt you know that's yeah. like how they fucking half the songs are now so yeah it's uh it's stupid but, and, and i'm a big um, fan of uh the side project he does with his uh bandmate uh smith and myers uh, their their okay. acoustic shit. I I'm a sucker for if good acoustic, uh, uh, you know, audio and what have you. Corey Taylor does great live performances acoustic and does a lot of okay. really good cover songs. But uh, yeah. Um, on a different note, on a closing note, if you don't like the language, go somewhere else because obviously you're tuning into a, a show called Cunt, which is the Conspiracy Underground News Team, and. We will see you next Tuesday.